What's up, what's happening? I go by the name of Reggie Days, and I'm joined by my right-hand man. Shame the dream. And we are also joined by the lovely. You can call me Ray. And today's episode of Reality Bites, we got a clip of Rick Ross talking about the nature of lawsuits when you got money. Without further ado, away we go. What comes with getting money, a lot of people don't understand that. You could live in Miami Lakes in a two-bedroom and never get sued. Or you could live in that 70 million mansion and face lawsuits every month. It's on you. Which one you want to do? Exactly what it is. Of course, we all used to love and be proud. I'm not. I'm never getting sued. I'm never getting sued until I realize that's what comes with big business. And I'm still. I still stand on the fact that I don't do bad business and I don't get sued. That's what come with big business. That's what come with big money. All right. So. Um honestly usually i have like some sort of alternative take or mm-hmm. whatever or i disagree with most of the most of the clips but i think this is probably the first one that i probably agree with like a thousand percent Interesting. I, like my my angle is usually to find like some sort of alternative view or maybe like kind of expand on it or or or, or find like a, a way that it didn't encapsulate a whole view nah this bro the more visible you are with your money the more niggas want a piece yeah when you break it down like that, but what he was saying definitely would go over the average person head. You like you think he's just talking out the side of his head, but he was really like giving out some like some type of game in his own way. Yeah, you know, um, even if you're not on on that level where he at, obviously, because you know he on a, another level with his money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's that's but like the perspective. When, when, when you're able to own like a house that breaks some sort of Guinness record, then that yeah, you're you're living in a different stratosphere of money. 100%, but like, yeah, it's weird to me when I see these um because they come out every week. Every week we see a, a different celebrities getting sued for something. Mm-hmm. It could be a rapper, it could be an actor, it could be there's different lawsuits that come out on a regular basis when when you have a certain amount of money and when you have a certain amount of attention or eyes on you because everybody wants to come up. Now, that's not me assuming that everyone involved is lying. Right. Because, of course, just like everybody else, celebrities are human. So, yeah, there's a possibility they're doing bad business with you. There's a possibility that they sharked you or they did something illegal or they did whatever. And then when you think about how many people they come in contact with, if you're speaking to dealing with doing business with thousands and thousands of people on a day-to-day basis, you might not reach a hundred percent satisfaction with every last person. And that's just the nature of dealing with that many people. 100%. But I think the, the weird part is cause I'm one of those people, I comment creep. Like I look, I, I look through, I look through like if I'm seeing a post, I comment creep, I'll scroll through and look, What's the general consensus on this? Like, I wonder what people are thinking about this just to see the differential between where I'm at mentally and where just certain people just see things. And it's usually an idea of if somebody is making a claim, then whoever is making the claim is in the right. That's just kind of what the audience usually jumps to when whenever the, the, the quote unquote villain or the defense, or excuse me, the, if the celebrity is the, de- the defendant and the you know average everyday Joe is the plaintiff, yeah. they're always going to look at it as if that defendant is lying. Like that defendant is guilty. And I, I think that's a comforting thing, especially with the whole you know rich versus poor, that outlook that we have. But we're also the same people that if you see 
you know, a car almost hit somebody in a video and that person like jumps out of the way or whatever. What's the first comments that you're going to see? Oh, I would have laid right down. I would have laid right down and got my suit on. Oh man, I'm, I'm just watching the video. My neck and back hurt LMAO. Like mm. we forget the inner scammer that so many people naturally have in them when they see a puddle in a, in a store and they just like, you know, I could just lay down right now <laughs> and get a cool million. The, the, the radio literally promotes for scammers and, and, in some cases, you know, with certain advertisements with the, you know, the different car insurance ones or like the That's well, true. car insurance, not a good example, but, you know, um, car accidents. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The certain type and, of attorneys, the certain like type that. of. Yeah. Like there's a whole lane of scamming <clears throat> the system. Yeah. And we're very aware that as people. We lie for that, like as the general public. The general public has that idea in the back of their mind whenever little things happen. Think about I know I was a college student at a period of time and I remember walking on campus and I remember those times where a car wouldn't slow down fast enough. And you know what college students do? They will play chicken. They will play. They will play possum with you right in the middle of the road. I wish you would hit me because I'm not moving. I'm laying down and I'm getting my tuition paid because that's the way that like. Niggas be ready to sue and scam. Bro. Nah, you've heard, you've driven with people who said, especially older people. I know somebody done heard somebody behind the wheel say, I don't care if that person hit me. You know, when somebody driving stupid mm-hmm. or whatever, I'll let them hit me. My neck, my shoulders, my back hurts. <laughs> I'm a claims adjuster by day. Let me tell you. For oh, Floridians. Oh, whoa, you got contacts for sure. For Floridians. Bro, contacts all fucking day. I'm sick of these niggas saying, oh, I'm going to get an attorney. Get your fucking attorney, bro. We got video of you wilding the fuck out on the street. Your neck ain't broke, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I had this white... I'm sorry. I don't mean to. No, no, no. You good. No, That's bro. My... I had a white guy call and tell me, yeah, she got out the car and started screaming, U-N-I-G-G-A. I'm like, oh. I'm like what did you say, Walter? <laughs> Yo. But stories like that all day. Niggas can't drive. But So we, we're all in agreement. Now, here's where the conversation gets uncomfortable. What about... Now, we understand that somebody being wealthier means that they're what? More prone for false accusations in mm-hmm. things in life. Correct. Now, let's make it a little uncomfortable. What happens when the accusation isn't a situation of like, you know, tripping and falling at a, a studio or some sort of car accident or some sort of like fault or this and that? What happens when we get to interpersonal situations, i.e. Chris pop- Brown? Chris Brown is a good example. Kanye West is a good example. Yeah, yeah. Like people who get into fights with paparazzi. Yeah. Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo is a good example. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure, I was following him and harassing him, but he had no right to punch me in my face. You know, those situations, or yeah. even worse, situations of a sexual nature. Yeah. Where do we, like, that knowledge, because we're supposed to, the funny thing is we're supposed to shut off, right, that idea, the the knowledge of, the possibility of people lying. Yeah. Like there's always a line where we're supposed to out of grace. Yeah. When it comes to the way that the media presents things, when it comes to the way that the general public wants you to speak about things out of tact, I guess would be the word social tact. You're supposed to shut off the idea or even the possibility in your mind that somebody could be lying. Because if you even mention the whole well, I don't know these people. Or what's the one? There's a phrase that you could say where people Se- would be separate like, "Separate the artist from the not the, that one." That one. Um, I'll wait for the evidence. 
Oh, uh, wait, wait for the evidence. Yeah, I'll wait for the evidence, or I'll wait for the case, or I'll wait for if saying that. I, I've seen people literally respond to that and be like, "Just say you hate women and go," or like, "Just say you don't believe victims and go." Yeah, that's real because you know, yeah, the the there's a community of people out there, you know, women who watch celebrities and you know, will will take that shot of filing a lawsuit. Maybe they they met a lot of times they never met the dude, but sometimes they may have and had a consensual situation or nothing even went down. They were just at they crib at a party or some shit and they found a they trying to find a way to come up on some bread. You know what I'm saying? Like we that shit is bad. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, without any like, you know, worry of my image or whatever, I can calmly say people are scumbags. Like there are people in yeah. this world that are scumbags. Yeah. And nobody's gonna check me about that. Nobody's gonna be like, you can't say that. I can calmly say men are scumbags. There are mm-hmm. men out there who will scam, who will lie, who will do this, who will do it. Like, and it's a perfectly normal statement for me to say. Nobody's going to look at me like I'm the wildest motherfucker on the world to say that. Yeah. Now, if I were to say women are scumbags, you got to add context to that motherfucker very quickly. But hey, why? Some There's somebody that's saying, but why right now? I know it. And I think mm-hmm. it's a comfort thing. Like, because... I've, I know I'm under the same, like, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I know about it through my own history of living, like, my own. I'm not above this. Like, I'm not anybody who, oh, I'm able to see through it. I'm some sort of Mahatma Gandhi figure or this or that. Like, this is shit that I'm guilty of as well. Because I know, like, my views as far as when I hear a story that has to do with, I don't know, some dude doing something crazy, right? Like, some dude commits some fucking wild-ass crime in public, and they're like, yo, I can't believe these niggas is out here doing it. And I'm like, no, yeah, I I believe it. Like, it's easy for me to believe. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you change the gender of the person, you're like, you know, some woman decided to go on a rampage and do X, Y, and Z. There's She was probably fed the fuck up. There's a thought in my head that that automatically jumps to, Mm -hmm. I wonder what made her do what she did because if you knew the amount of shit we just go through i mean in just comparison to men i feel just what we know then i feel there's all the more reason to believe what that that thought that you have but like, isn't that sexist too i'm not saying it's not sexist i'm just saying like just in general it's easy yeah, to yeah. go that route because you understand I'm, I'm women with just, you. yeah so i mean i don't think i okay t- t- for your earlier point i don't I don't take personal offense if somebody were to just tweet or just say, oh, God, fucking women suck or just something to that degree. Clearly, he got his own experiences. He went through something. He'll see the light and realize clearly he's not talking about all women. He's never met every fucking woman on this planet. See, okay, And Mm -hmm. I I, I like how you phrase that, because that's like being accurate. I don't see you as somebody who would take offense to that. But what we're more so talking about is like when it comes to tact, there's just things that you can say in public and people leave it alone versus things that you saying that in public, people will address it as if this is not what is done. Like you don't like, like people cannot do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like more so yeah. not, not that there's a law it against like they it. They just get offended. Yeah. No, it's, just... it's not exactly. Cause there'll be men that'll check you too. Like there'll be people they check that you cause they get offended by that. I wouldn't Who's call it offense. Check me? Like I, you can't I speak on my it... experiences. Well, here's the thing. There's a difference between offense and more so like, uh, this I mean, is, what can this you say is, to me? This is against, this goes against tact. 
Yeah. Like, like I don't um, like the way you well, said that. You need to rephrase that and speak no, about not all men. No, it's more so, um, how do I describe it? It's kind of like small. Okay, I can give you a smaller example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to, to tact, something as small as like me holding the door open and somebody saying thank you. Mm-hmm. There's no law where you have to do that or don't have to do that. But there's mm-hmm. a tactful thing where it's like a there's a, a social contract I understand. where this being done is the thing to do. Yeah. You speaking in certain terms goes against that social contract. Elaborate. Me saying men are trash and not having to clarify and it being able to sit in the room the way that it sits in the room. It's because it doesn't void a social contract. There is no social contract. There's no social contract in space. Exactly. Like I think there's a comfort level. Like what we're used to as far as, and and that that transcends things because it's not just news. It's media. It's television. It's It's everything that we've grown up with. It's it's your cousin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's also there's also things that feed into that because this is a better question to ask. Do you believe honestly that? there is that 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 vast of a difference when it comes to good people versus bad people in the gender. I don't. I'm not somebody who personally subscribes to that no. when it comes to my deeper thinking. Like I understand that the Wait. nature of man, the nature of humankind is is a very specified thing. And if I were to look at it through that lens, I realize that okay, this isn't a situation of one gender being more pure than the next or one one gender being more well behaved than the next. It's a deeper thing. At the end of the day, if you look at what are the social constructs that would cause a, 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 a imbalance in what we hear about and what we speak about, what what's the first thing that pops in my mind is the fact that men are notorious for not speaking up. Oh, absolutely. Men are notorious for not talking about mm. shit, not talking oh about feelings, God. not regarding feelings, not understanding feelings, yeah. not like... So think about how much that plays a role. And men are notorious for not admitting crucial details that go against their ego. And a lot of those <laughs> and a lot of those crucial details think about think about how many men you know that have been cheated on that will that that won't tell a room full of people that. It's true. Think about it. Even something I, as, as simple. I don't think men realize how important it is to maybe talk about that. Maybe get it off your chest because emotionally you don't want to hold that in. There's that. I don't care either. how strong you are. Yeah. That, that's the personal ramifications. But think about the community ramifications because as I think and one thing that I notice is like the more modern that we become, the more individualistic society pushes you to be. But in reality, the, the, the effects of all of our decisions are community based effects. Mm-hmm. Like you as an individual and all your individual friends not sharing your bad experiences with women ever. Not talking like, and not, I'm not talking about podcast bad experiences. Right. Like we hate women because there's this girl who asked me to buy her flowers and I can't believe this bitch would want flowers. Like we're not talking about that. We're talking about genuine like bad people. Like she yeah. robbed you. <laughs> she like, like, you know she what I'm was, saying? Like she, she's, it's gonna, you're going to be looked at in a way, um, in at least society, if you if you're a man and you're maybe complaining about dating a female that was a narcissist, uh, you, like you're gonna be looked at a certain way. Well, going, even, going into this conversation, even of what the belief, we're talking about, even like, some, to like some oh, she's a narcissist. How? And then you somebody give you all the facts of how narcissists behave here, and then somebody still try to throw a wrench in there of well, 
Why, how, you, how are you not looking at it like this? Or how could it be like that? That's a woman. Sounds sounds messed up, but isn't it? Don't it hold some kind of weight? No, that that that's literally like, the effect that happens. But that effect is only possible, yeah, because of how few are willing to actually speak about their events. Like yeah. I thought about my own personal life, right? A lot of uh, uh, things I learned later on that I held near and dear, as far as like just ways I I decide to hold myself. Like this is these are the rules of engagement. This is how I live. These are the rules that I go by. The things that I thought were honorable mm-hmm. made me a sitting duck. I've been in a situation before where I was in a relationship with someone where they were a terrible person. But optics is different than reality. When you are somebody who holds yourself to a certain type of standard and you're like, you know what? No matter how bad things get, I'm going to keep things private. No matter how crazy they behave, I'm not telling anybody what happened. No matter how... It sounds good in theory until you think about the collective and you realize that you're allowing somebody else to write the narrative of the rest of the world while the truth is only told by you. And you reinforce their narrative with your silence sometimes because mm-hmm. of how you carry yourself in that silence. Mm-hmm. Because I've met people before where, let's say this is somebody that I don't know, and I'm in a group full of people, and those people are speaking of this person as if that person, you know, uh, looks down on others. Oh, they, they think they're this and that. They think they're this and that. They're better than everybody, whatever. And then you actually sit down one time and have a conversation with that person. You realize this motherfucker is just quiet. They've never actually said anything bad about other people. They've never actually sat there and actually did anything to anyone. But them being in that solitude and them standing there in their their truth, their strength, whatever it is, it leaves open the room for somebody else to set their narrative. I've been in that position more than once where you look at the outside and somebody tells you their version of your story and you realize it looks completely different than reality. They're like, well, what I saw was that you were with this person and when you were no longer together, you were walking around like nothing happened. That person was devastated. That person was crying in public. That person was posting angry things. That person was going through this, going through that. We saw the the phases. Mm-hmm. We saw the emotion. We saw this. We saw that. What we saw out of you was cold. Now, to you, you were what? Being private. To mm-hmm. you, you were showing respect. Mm-hmm. To you, you were keeping things to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was a sign of dignity. But there's that thin line between being dignified and being pompous. When it comes to like just the way that the general public sees things. And I think all of that blends into like what Rose was talking about. Like when you look at the difference between that person who makes a lot of money and lives in the small condo versus the person who makes a lot of money and lives in a big ass 70, 70 room mansion or whatever, isn't the money. The difference is the view. Mm-hmm. Like perception is fucking everything, bro. And when you are aware of what perception can do to the society around you and what being able to shape the narrative or even being a part of shaping your narrative can do and, and change at that point, where do you draw your line um, personally about how you live your life? Like, where do you draw that line? Like, where do you draw the line between the things that you choose and want to do as far as like the way that you want to carry yourself versus caring about, this like uh, okay you maybe you're about to say exactly what i was thinking it sounds like 
that's doing a whole lot of caring of what other people think. And I just can't relate to that. <laughs> it's hard for me because at some point you got to realize like, are these niggas paying your bills? I'm are at, they put, but that's, you know a, what I mean? that's what I'm asking. I'm asking you where your line is though. You're right now. All right. you're telling me is that the line exists, that you where don't care what is. people think, but I'm asking, where does your line exist? Are you talking? Okay. For me, if I feel like you're coming at me with something unsolicited, something I didn't ask for, it's advice that doesn't sound anything like me and it just sounds unsupportive. If, if I feel like in some way you're not being as supportive as I need you to be, the same way I would do for you as a friend, then you got to go. I, I, I look at you funny like, girl, I appreciate you for, for your concern, but you don't see the vision and that's it. Now. In a situation where that person that you have a difference in opinion uh, with, right? The way that I see that you live your life, you seem like to you seem to be somebody who, uh, you don't, you're not mixy. I guess that would be the way that I describe you. Like you're not somebody who's in a lot of motherfuckers' faces. You're not you're not pressed to be like you, thirsty or something like that. No, a, approaching or just even socially, not even just thirsty, like. Socially going up to people maybe and being like, you know, bubbly. Hey, how you doing? I'm very to myself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that puts you in in literally the category that we're speaking about. Because if somebody were to have an issue with you, let's say they feel one way, you feel another. Mm -hmm. That person technically has the advantage of being able to paint whatever narrative that they want. Now, my question to you (laughs) is where do you draw the line between living the life that you choose that you've already chosen to live before you even met this motherfucker this is the way you live your life where do you draw that line between i'm gonna keep doing me versus i motherfucker you talking too much shit where does your where's your line um i guess if said person and i had uh maybe we knew a group of people a mutual a mutual group of people and they were just tarnishing my name in some way and for some reason these other people were believing it and it was just starting to affect my relationships and my if you're affecting my daily life and that includes my relationships my money and just shit like that anything that gets away from me and my well-being we got to throw down i'm sorry like i've never had anybody test me like that i've never had that opportunity mm-hmm. i've had people talk shit to me before i've had trick people ready you know just not like me of course but i don't think i've ever had a situation where they've had the opportunity to say shit about me because even if they did i just the people that know me the best i know for a fact they'd be like that don't sound like rachel that i'm just so consistent with it like i rarely have enemies i'm so quick to block people off if they feel like they're about to do that shit i don't give a lot of people access to me and what i have going on unless i trust you now that that's kind of where I that's kind of where I was with it, where I look at it as the moment that it starts entering my bubble and affecting my day to day is where they've gone too far. Now, mm. your bubble is harder to get to than a lot of people's bubbles. The people that we're talking about, let's say those people who are, you know, whether you're, let's say, either a celebrity or somebody who uses like public image for whatever you do, whether yeah. your business is throwing parties, your business is doing something with the public. That means it's very easy for that line to be crossed. That line, that border is mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. You can't fight everybody, but you can sue them. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. But that's what that's where we get yeah. to people like Chris Brown, Kanye West, people who it's funny when you look at like people always look at Chris Brown reacting. Like when he says stuff in his story, he'll yeah. post something or whatever. They're like, 
oh, look at him going off again. And they'll look at him like he's crazy. Or they'll say that about Kanye. They're like, yeah. you know, Kanye's always telling people about his personal life. Look at him. He's the, the word that they use to dismiss you and dismiss your point of view is crazy. Yeah. But you start to, I think Kanye did the best job of being a better type of vocal. Where what he said recently, I think the best thing that he said recently was that I'm not going to let y'all tell my story anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to paint the narrative. I've let y'all paint it for too long. And so what he started doing, like the situation that was going on with the kids or whatever, yeah, yeah. instead of like, oh, I'm going to go through my publicist and I'm going to have my publicist draft something. And then they're going to go ahead and pass this to the magazines and then the magazines. Are gonna... I'm just going to go live. I'm going to go live. Oh, my God. Kanye, no. I'm going to go live. And instead of like me ranting or yelling or this and that, I'm literally going to be like, hey, you see this guy? Yeah, that's the security at the house. So I'm at my house right now mm-hmm. picking up my kids like I do in the morning to take them to school. And security is telling me that I can't approach. Now, I was here yesterday and the day before and the day before. It is 6 o'clock in the morning right now. I'm supposed to be taking the kids to school, yet I can't get inside. That's a huge difference between doing that and then waiting for the Kardashian rumor mill to go ahead and pay the the paparazzi yeah, yeah. and do all the this and that. And then you have to come back and be like, that's not really what happened. Let me tell you all my story. <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm not doing that no more. I'm just going live immediately. It's his daughter's birthday that came up. I Has Kim said anything? She responded. She responded and she said that um, that was true. That it did happen, Mm -hmm. but she said her reasoning was that um, she wanted to adjust things. Um, She felt like she felt like he had too much free reign of the home or whatever, and so she wanted to adjust things. Now, the reason why she had to fess up and say that it was true, you can't say it's not true when when the niggas on live at your gate. I guess, but I have thoughts. I mean, no matter what you see on the camera, I just feel like those are still married people. You don't know what's going on in their home. This is true. You don't know anything that happened, and Kanye. I mean, I love old Kanye, but even before, like, he, he's never not gone on live or whatever the fuck we had in 2005, gone on the TV and said George Bush hate black people. Uh, he's rants. never not spoke his truth. Uh, slaves was a choice. Slavery was a choice, if you ask me. Bruh, you've never not done that. What's the difference now? If Kim's the fact she's not saying anything, I, agree with I don't you. know what's going on in their home. But I, I, I agree with you, but that's the, that's the point I'm trying to make. What I'm saying is the difference between... What he's doing versus what the average person does is, A, he's always been that proactive person. I'm going to be the one, whether it's what I'm saying is right or wrong, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be the one painting my narrative. I'm going to be the one who, if you say, you know, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm the one you got it from. I'd rather you quote me and say that I'm the asshole okay. than, than you paint a fake picture. And it didn't click to me until he used the word narrative when he was like, I'm going to be the one saying my narrative. I'm not going to let you tell other people what I said. I'm going to be the one saying it on live. That's fair. And I think that matters in a lot of senses because for me, it causes an internal battle. Because there is the part of me that really does not want to behave that way, that does not want people in my business, that doesn't want to say certain things, that doesn't want to have to clear things up. But then there's the other me who's like, you got me fucked up. Hmm. So there's that battle of like, mm-hmm. okay, I see that this person has, has crossed that threshold. This is affecting my personal relationships. This is affecting my business that I'm trying to do. This is affecting, or even if it's something smaller, like certain external personal relationships or whatever. I want to address this. But then there's part of me who's like, who wants to take the stoic route. 
And we forget that stoicism is toxic. You want to elaborate? Uh, just the belief of stoicism in general. A lot of it is um, a lot of the things and the principles that are taught in stoicism are the same things and principles that people attribute to toxic masculinity, i.e. the uh, viewpoint differential between like how men carry themselves versus how women carry themselves, mm. the gender biases, the um, idea of suppressing one's emotions, uh, not sharing certain things with your significant other, like certain things that are taught within the ideals of stoicism are, are okay. textbook toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. But you get into this crossroad where in order to in order to acquiesce to to what you believe is the rules of engagement or what you believe is the way a person should carry themselves in public. If you follow those things. They are toxic. And if you don't follow those things, you're a fucking maniac. Mm. And so it's like a weird tightrope that we find ourselves on sometimes. And and I don't know, it's it's just an interesting thing that I watch from afar cuz I'll see certain people in those positions whether it be, you know, the the Chris Brown headlines that will come across or the Rick Ross lawsuits yeah. or the different things where you'll see like, damn, but, if this guy puts out a public statement and says XYZ right now, he looks bad, but if he doesn't say anything, we just got to like we're just formulating all types of opinions yeah. so it's like what what do you do like what is the right thing to do it's always an interesting thing to watch from the outside i think that's why a lot of people choose to separate the celebrity from their work no. yeah the and that's the easiest route that's the that i don't want to say it's a lazy route but it's an understandable and respectable route i get it mm. i think you know i wouldn't even call it lazy i think it's to me it's it's a route that gives you perspective because at the end of the day what are we here for right the music <laughs> it's the same as like a lot of the same people that'll be like, I can't believe you listen to insert artists here. They did insert crime here. Right. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you this on their cell phone made by child labor. Yeah. Like they're typing to this on, on their phone that has a battery that was made in fucking, you know, uh, t uh child minds. I want to clarify fucking... though, that I'm not speaking about Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly can die in that fucking jail. I don't oh, care. No. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> any, any other anyone. artist that done some mild yeah. random shit, you know, like Chris Brown, prime example, he does some dumb shit a lot in the public. He makes great music as well. You know, talking about that spectrum. Yeah. Though. Yeah. 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 There's a difference that I think, I think with, with Robert and, and I guess, <laughs> Calling that nigga by his government. Nah, career. fuck our nigga. Yeah, nah, you, yeah, mm -mm. yeah. Kells is Kells is no longer Kells. Kells became Robert. <laughs> Kells became Robert the moment he got that prison number. Um, the thing about oh Robin, the thing the thing about people like him uh, is that you don't get to separate it because he didn't separate. Not one bit. Oh my god, no! <laughs> you see he what I'm literally saying? included it in his music. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like um hypothetically, saying. yeah. If if Trey is guilty, oh god, he's been telling me for years. Hopefully, he's not guilty. But if he is guilty, it, it, it's in question. The music. What's the recent Trey songs like? I know it's a sexual abuse uh, case man. or something. You, bad you know what? You know what? We're just gonna cut this here. <laughs> And we'll we'll make that another recording because we already finished the episode anyway. We'll, no way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, but I'm I'm gonna close okay. us out okay. in a second. Okay.
Alright y'all So uh, that's about it For this episode I go by the name Of Reggie Days And today I was joined By my right hand man Shane the Dream And we're also joined By the lovely Ray you already know Hey thank you guys For listening Later days Wake up in the world And I'm just another nigga Call it public housing When you next go To the killers on them corners, it get better as you go. Grind that motherfucker till it's yellow brick road. Free as a bird, smoking word in my verse. On my knees praying, niggas shooting in the church. Wake up by my sleep in another cold sweat. I live, don't build, boy, where the fuck to go next? Go against the odds, young and go and get a job. Another country, boy, they want back on the farm. So far from my goals, but I'm close to my kids. Don't cry for Mac Dre, nigga throwing up fears. Get a bad bitch and post up like comments They don't know what I've been through Don't know what I'm going through As long as I get through That's what I look forward to Richer than a bitch But still I can't afford to Let these niggas play with me Need to be remorseful I swear I got that silence on that back 90 I kill this nigga with silence My head's still in the clouds I really feel like a giant Can't trust none of these niggas I murk one of these niggas Then bury one of these niggas Still got dirt under my fingers That ain't a threat That's a bet Cause they coming at my neck Like the best a man could get But to make a long story short I need a shoulder Cause the devil on one The other one I'm looking over so, I just wanna be the Like it's Salt Lake City No tents on that pretty ass Bentley Want you to know that them commas don't offend me no. Cause your baby mama's so friendly I proceed with the plan Weed in my hand Ciroc in my cup Quick pick for a fan Money over bitches first Nigga with a rate Double and we handle business Cause them niggas getting raped Go get the yellow tape Swell local straight at 200 acre states A young nigga made it Came from the hood Ain't nothing changed. Still lemon pepper on my motherfucking wings. I just wanna be the one. I just wanna be the one you love. I just wanna be the one you what? run to when you're down. I just wanna, I just wanna be Mastermind. I'ma show you tonight. And I'ma put it on you, baby. Take your back. As I get high in the middle of the night. I just wanna be. Sometimes I ask myself. Dogs cry. Oh. Oh. Mastermind. My six LP. Can't believe we did it. Man, I thank everybody that played a part of this. Shout out my engineer, E-Mix. Each and every one of you supporters, my fans. 100. One.